Okay. Hello. <sighs> it's me, Sarah, your favorite host. This is the Change With Him Real Robert Ian podcast. And I wasn't going to do a podcast on this, but I just got onto social media to share and saw this again. And I felt like it was God saying to me, here it is again. And I felt this dread and I felt this heaviness around this trend. <sighs> so I thought, okay, I am, I'm doing it, Lord. <laughs> you have called me into obedience and I've asked for an obedient heart and for a heart that trusts you and to share your truth that comes through and truth comes through your word. And I've gone to your word about this because if it weren't for this, I, I wouldn't have made it through the things that he's helped me to get through. And it's all because of his truth. And this, I believe in this way goes against his truth. I'm seeing now that there's a trend that says unspoken, unspoken prayer. God knows the need something along those lines. And every time I think, Oh, no, stop. Don't go like stop where you are. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And this is this, please pray for me. God knows the need or unspoken prayer. God knows the need. And here is the thing. And this is why I think I wrestled with this and had a little bit of confliction with this because that is true. It is true that God knows the need, but it is also true that God does not call you to keep it to yourself. That is the enemy saying, hey, don't share what you need prayer for. Just say, pray for me. Like, pray for you for what? And God doesn't call us to just whether it's in our Christian circles or friend circles or whatever circles, a circle of validation that we get on social media to put things out there that say, pray for me, God knows the need. Well, yes, he does. But the enemy is also in that story with you withholding and not sharing and not getting into community and, and letting people know your story. What is it that you're going through? What is it that they can pray for you specifically? And a lot of times we hold back things because of shame. I know when I was in the midst of my shame story and I was significantly and deeply in a lot of internal emotional pain. And I was calling out on the name of God. I was, I was saying and crying to him, God, where are you? Where are you? I need you. I was not letting his way through because I was not opening myself up to sharing with others what I was going through. I was only going to God and yes, he can make a way. And yes, he did make a way. And yes, he always will, but he doesn't call us to be without relationship with others, without community, without prayer, with just saying, God knows the need, pray for me. That's not what scripture says. It goes against that. And when I was stuck in that, the enemy used that against me. The enemy led me to scripture that led me to more feeling of heaviness, internal conflict and defeat, led me to almost taking the life of my son, which I can't wait to meet. He's on his way, maybe like another six weeks. <laughs> but and that's, that's all shared on, on different stories, but I'm seeing this trend and uh, in my notes, I wrote, do a podcast on this. Please pray for me. God knows the need. 
And I felt that he was saying, and I had to sit on it to see if it was my ways or his, but this is the trend. And it's not a trend that I think is very healthy. I think a trend, it's a trend that is uh, more validation and, and seeking things outside of the creation and design the and the ways that God has created and designed them to be, which are perfect. No, we're not perfect, but his creation is, his design is, and his plan is. And his plan was not to just throw out there, pray for me, God knows the need. Because that's living his, leaving his creation out of it. And that's saying, all you people that I'm asking for you to pray for me for, you stay out of it. You don't need to be all up in my business. And God's saying, yes, they do. So that they can be there for you. So that they can support you. So that they can love you. So that they can guide you. So that they can advise you in biblical advice. Biblical advice does not say hide. Biblical advice does not say, pray for me. God knows the need. No, it... (laughs) In James 5.16, it clearly says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And this is what needs to be revealed. The word of God, the truth of God, the power of God, the creation of God, the design of God. God doesn't say, blast out there that you need prayer, but don't tell anyone what for. Tell them God knows what for. It doesn't say that in the Bible and it doesn't say that in scripture. And I can tell because I'm getting a little heated from this. (laughs) So this whole, please pray for me, God knows the need, is leaving people out. And that's what the enemy delights in. The enemy delights in you leaving people out and you leaving out the support and the love and the connection that you need that is available through God's beautiful creation. We as humans are his most prized creation, his prized possession. When he looks at us, he delights in what he sees. When he looks at everything else he made, he says it's good. But when he looks at people, he says it's really good. It's very good. And when we're leaving out the very good, we're feeling like we should. We're living in shame. We're living in condemnation. We're we're leaving out God's most beautiful creation. And it's other people. It's relationships. And it's carrying the burden for others. Scripture says to carry each other's burdens, to open up and to share. And in James 5.16, it clearly says, confess your sins to one another. So when you're saying pray for me, God knows the need, you're not confessing your sin. So you're omitting and you're being disobedient because you're going against the word of God. You're not confessing. You're not opening up. You're not sharing. So how can people really be there for you in your deepest time of need if you're omitting the very thing that you need prayer for? So stop doing this if you're doing it, please. I pray that you do. And I pray that God's love just pours through you And that you find a community, you find a safe place to open up, to confess your sins to one another, that you find a friend to confess your sins to. I thank God that I did. I thank God that when I was thinking of having an abortion and starting the process of termination of this pregnancy, that I had a faith-filled Christian friend that I could call and and speak to through my, my, (laughs) through my heaving and through my, my inability to, feel like I could breathe, (laughs) 
that she listened to me. She picked up the phone. She answered the phone. She stayed on the phone for as long as I needed her to. She prayed with me and she prayed for me and she knew the specific need. She knew the places within me that the enemy had a hold on me. She knew that I was struggling deeply in the relationships that I had found myself in and in my choice to sin. And she knew exactly and specifically what to pray for. I didn't just call her and say, hey, I'm really struggling and God knows the need. Will you pray for me? She listened to me as I confessed my sins to her, as I opened up and shared with her the deep, deep, deep emotional pain that I was in. And what it was leading me to think was my only choice, my only only way out. And she stood for that and literally like screamed and shouted against the enemy as she prayed for me. Enemy, I release and I command you to, to let go of your stronghold and your chokehold on Sarah. And I just, I pray in Jesus name that the love of God comes in and sees and opens up Sarah's spiritual eyes to see that he has already made a way. And this is part of the way. And even though she might not understand understand it and she doesn't comprehend it right now. I just pray that her, her trust just is just her trust in you, Lord is enough. And, and it was because I confessed my sins and I didn't even know this scripture or this verse then that James five sixteen. And this is what's being left out. And I know the enemy wants us to leave things out and wants us to leave things up in the air. And when we feel like that, we're wondering, okay, where, where are you, God? Because it's the enemy working in and through us and not allowing ourselves to really surrender to the truth and the power of God's will and his words and his way that say, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. God revealed that to me. And I think that was the moral of this story, (laughs) the point of this podcast, because I'm seeing a trend that, that speaks to that. That's just pray for me. God knows the need. And every time it feels like nails on a chalkboard in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I hope you find this podcast and I hope you listen to it. And I hope I pray. I don't even hope. Well, hope is assurance. He revealed that to me. We don't have to hope. It's like, right? Maybe. No, hope is assurance that it will because God's word is true. His promises are true and he has, and he will always make, make a way through. And he makes a faster way through when we choose, when we choose his word, when we choose to surrender our lives to him and we choose to quote unquote, give in (laughs) and trust and believe that his ways are better, greater and higher because they are because scripture and the word says they are. And all of his word is truth. It is life. And I know that my son now has a life and I have a life, a spiritual life and relationship and walk with Jesus because of this, because of his words, because of the scripture that is in the Bible and because of just being obedient to him and not leaving him out because of my sin. And I think a lot of this is please pray for me. Well, whatever it is that you're going through, it might be a personal thing. It might be a stronghold. It might be a chokehold. It might be a decision that you've made and trouble that's found its way to you because of the choices that you've made because of the sin in your life. And you're leaving people out of that because you're not confessing your sins. And in that, the enemy still has a chance to win. He's not going to win ultimately. That's not what I'm saying. But in and through this thing, you get to experience rapid freedom and breakthrough when you follow 
the word of truth, the word of God, and you choose to obey and you choose to walk in his way. And his way says, we're called to confess our sins to one another. James 5, 16 clearly says in plain day in in very clear English, confess your sins. And so if this is something you're posting on the internet, like pray for me, God knows the need. Maybe don't do that. Maybe go to someone you trust. Maybe don't publicly announce it, privately speak it to someone you love and someone you trust. And if you don't have anyone, I encourage you to find someone in your church or in a support group, other followers of Jesus who will lead you to scriptures that say this because it is scripture that has the power to break this, this stronghold that this, this hiding has over you and on you. God assures us that our relationship with him is personal, but it's not called to be private. We're not called to keep our relationship with God in the darkness while we live the rest of our life in the limelight of and spotlight of social media and, and looking for outside validation. We're called to let him in and we let him in and we experience that win <laughs> when we let, when we confess our sin when we follow the scripture and the word and what it says to do, it's, it's a guidance to how to live your life. And he's not going to force you and he's not going to make you. But obviously there's a cry for support. There's a cry for help. If there's a post on social media that says, uh, pray for me, God knows the need. Like there, there's a need, there's a need for support. There's a need for connection. There's a need for breakthrough. So stop not allowing God's breakthrough to come to you by keeping it in sin, by keeping it hidden from him, by keeping it, by keeping it from others and not confessing your sins. God assures us our relationship with him is personal and it is true. He does know your needs. He knows everything and he cares about everything. He loves you unconditionally, but he doesn't call you to live in isolation and alone and kind of cry for help and, and ask others to pray for you when they don't really know what they're praying for. I Every time I see these, I do stop and pray. Like whoever's name it is, like Sandy. Sandy posted, pray for me, God knows the need. And I do. I stop and pray. Okay, God, Sandy has a prayer, uh, wants me to pray for her. I don't know what specifically for, and therefore I, I can't pull in and call in and pray scripture for that prayer or over that prayer. Uh, and that's one of the most powerful things you can do because scripture is truth <laughs> and truth defeats light. Scripture is light. It is life. And it will beat the darkness every time. Whatever this thing is that she's requesting or asking for prayer for is something that's kept in the dark right now. Uh, whatever it is, Lord, I just pray for Sandy. And I feel like God's like, okay, prayer received. But I'd rather pray specifically for a thing. And, and that's telling God, I trust you because I've confessed my sins. I followed you. I, I've, I've allowed myself to be led and guided by your word. Thank you, Lord, that I believe in your word and I believe in the power of your word and the power of prayer. So thank you for not leaving me there in the dark. But we're kind of doing that to ourselves when we just say, pray for me. <laughs> God knows the need. Because we're, we're keeping what's going on hidden and that can only limit. <sighs> we are a body. 
What we do in our personal lives affects our brothers and sisters in Christ. This is what he brought through for me when I wrote my notes. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to make a podcast on this. He said, well, here's some things, Sarah. Just jot these down. Uh, you'll, you'll know when it's time. And thank you, Lord, that it is time. Because we are a body. We're the body of Christ. And what we do in our personal lives affects our brothers and sisters in Christ. When I was living in sin, and I was living in, in shame and blame. And, and I could hear the enemy blaming me. And I was blaming me. I was getting into agreement with what he was saying about me. And it deeply impacted me and other people that I love. It affected my other brothers and sisters in Christ because I was keeping them outside. I was like, oh yeah, no, sure, come over. That would be like me inviting my friend over to to connect and to have a relationship. But saying, yeah, come over and then sit outside though. I'm going to be inside the house you sit outside the house. Oh, no, no, no. But I want you to come over. Please come over. And they say, okay, I love you. Of course, I'm on my way. And then I say, oh, there's a chair right there. <laughs> I left a water out there for you. I know it's a little hot out. And if you're thirsty, and it's like, what are you doing? Why would you invite me over, but not invite me in? God has not called us in that, to, into that kind of relationship. He's invited us to, to come in, to be with and, and have that relationship with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And what we do in our personal lives affects other brothers and sisters in Christ because they don't know what to pray for. If they're just saying, I pray for Sandy, and I apologize if your name is Sandy. It's like, for what? We, we, we can deeply pray for their needs and trust that God provides for our needs and declare and decree God does provide for our needs. But are we standing in the way of what that need is specifically by making it so general? The enemy loves to be general. He loves when you're like, yeah, don't really go to God. Don't really, I mean, yeah, you just ask for prayer, but don't ask for specific prayer. I mean, don't confess your sins. <laughs> You don't want to do that. What will they think of you? What will they say about you? Are you kidding me? No, just tell them that you need some prayer and, and stop right there. I can feel the enemy <laughs> just, just delighting in that and smiling at that, these vague prayers. And when we do this, it only limits what others can pray for specifically and what they can declare over your life and what they can take a stand for. It keeps the prayers vague and there's no power in specifics. There's very little power if you're not specific. It's the, there, there's power in specifics. So think about this. So someone says, you know, I don't know why I came up with this analogy. Someone says, Hey, I have this great idea. I'm going to build a football stadium. Like, cool. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to build a football stadium. Nice. <laughs> okay. It's a lot easier to see and experience and imagine what it's going to be like once that football stadium is built. If it's described in vivid detail, exactly where it's going to be, exactly what it's going to look like, what it's what the food is going to be like, what the food is, is going to be that's served, the times of the games, the color of the teams, the number of seats that are going to be, the level of seats, the proximity of the seats, the music that's going to play when the team runs out, what the mascot's going to look like, how many, what kind of dance he's going to do 
when the football team scores a touchdown, uh, where the tickets are going to be sold, how they're going to be sold, and the number of seats that are going to be sold, what the VIP looks like, what it smells like, the lights and the the platforms and the programs and and everything, and the way that you're going to check in and scan in with your ticket and and the people that are going to be working there and what they're going to say as they say, have a great day, enjoy your game. If you're going to get a ticket, if you're going to get a code for a different, you know, discount or, or the ticket of food voucher, like all of these things, if you're going into specific and vivid detail, where you're going to park, are you going to take a shuttle? Is there going to be a charge for parking? Or are people just going to delight that, you know, valet for everyone, I, whatever it's going to be like, and you're describing the experience of what it's going to be like as you go to this football stadium that you can just see and imagine in your mind's eye that you were going to build, you were going to create and, and the entire way, step-by-step, step, the entire experience of what it's going to be like to attend a game, go to a game, cheer for your team. That's a big, big, big difference in experience from, I want to build a football stadium. Like, okay. And God showed me that's the difference between saying, pray for me, God knows the need, and following James 5.16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Whatever it is that you need prayer for, whatever it is that you need healing over, Stop making it so vague in general. Get into specific, vivid detail. Follow James 5.16. Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Just like when, when you say, I'm going to build a soccer or a football stadium, and this is the music that's going to play when our team scores a touchdown, I can see our team going all the way to the national championships, and there's going to be fireworks, and they're going to shoot up you know, 20 feet in the sky, and they're going to go for 20 minutes, and then we're going to have the grand finale for five minutes, and everyone's going to be standing on their feet, applauding and cheering, and we're going to shoot confetti out of cannons. There's going to be a loud boom. There's going to be the whole whole anthem. The team's going to have their whole anthem. There's going to be a live band on, on the court or on the, not on the court, on the field. <laughs> and they're just going to be shouting and hollering and praising for five minutes straight. And, and we're, we're going to sing the national anthem and we're going to praise God. And, and then the, the players after they're going to be interviewed and they're going to be like, what was it that, that just really made your way through? And they're like, uh, of course, <laughs> that relationship with Jesus. <laughs> and and it's just going to be amazing. And, and we're going to pass out jerseys. There's going to be 500 people who get hand-signed autographed jerseys. And these are going to be random people, or they're going to be people who brought in a donation to this organization organization. And I cannot wait. They're going to be brought on the field and they're going to be showcased. They're going to be highlighted. That's a very, very different experience than I'm going to build a football stadium. Do you see the difference between pray for me, God knows the need and James 516 confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is that you need prayer to get through. Don't keep it vague. Don't keep it hidden. That, to me, it's a cop-out, to be quite honest. If I had called my girlfriend who helped me in my biggest time of prayer need, and I needed her to pray for me, and I said, hey, pray for me, God knows the need, and she couldn't pray specifically against the enemy and truly for me, when I called her crying and sobbing and choking on my own saliva because of the decision that I was about to make, because of the way the enemy had made a way, 
and, and the scripture he was putting in my face that had me believe that God wasn't hearing my prayers and God wasn't answering my prayers. And so it didn't matter because they were falling on deaf ears. I might not still be pregnant with my child today. I do believe that God always makes a way. But had I not confessed my sins, the ones I had already committed and the ones that I was thinking of committing, I might not be soon welcoming my second child into this world. I might have thrown away everything. I might not be married to the most amazing man. Had I not confessed my sins, I told him about them. I told a couple of close friends about them. But the ones that were not Christ-led, that were not Christ-followers, told me, yeah, I got you. Just take care of you. Do what you need to do instead of let God take care of you. God is going to do what he wants to do. And God's ways are so much greater and so much better and so much higher. So Sarah, lean into him and trust him. I'm here. I'm praying for you. And she was praying for my specific need for the enemy to release a stronghold that he had on me and for me to see that God is going to make a way. And she knew exactly what I was going through that day because I confessed my sins to her because I didn't pick up the phone or put a social media public post. Pray for me. God knows the need. No, I picked up the phone. And I would have done it in person, but at that time I was living almost two hours away. And God used her to help make a way and help me see the way that he was working all things out. Because I wasn't vague about the prayer that I needed. So my prayer for you is that you follow James 16 too that you confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed and you stop doing anything that's self-seeking or self-validating that's so flaky. God has not called us to be vague in our faith. He called us into a personal relationship with him and others today so that we may be there for each other, pray specifically for each other's needs and not let it be a, I just need prayer kind of thing. So I hope that if that's you, your name is Susie or Sally or whatever name I shared, (laughs) that you go to a trusted, faith-filled friend. You go to a Jesus follower and you, you confess and you get specific. We're called as followers of Christ to get dirty to roll up our sleeves and be there for each other and support each other. Not just pray for each other. Like, I pray that they're doing okay. No. To pray in such a way that calls in and brings in the power of God and knows specifically what to pray for and prays with them and continues to pray for them until they see God's hand (laughs) and the breakthrough that has no end. But we can't do this if we're being specific or so unspecific and vague. So I pray today that you find that that friend, that you connect with that friend, and that you open up to them. 
and let the love of God in through following his plan, his will, his words, and his way that say, confess your sins so that you may pray for each other and be healed. And I'm praying for this for you and and everyone that is listening to this, that you see how the enemy has his hand in this and you surrender to God and you let others in. We're called not only into a, a personal, intimate relationship with God, and yes, he does know the need, but he knows we need others as well. He knows we need relationships and friendships as well. He knows we need to pray specifically for each other's needs and not be hiding behind a certain thing because we're scared or afraid. And that is one of the reasons in many ways that God speaks to us when he says, um, thou shall not fear, have no fear, fear the Lord, but don't fear sharing what you need prayer for. Okay. I love you guys. I hope this landed in the right place. I pray that it lands in the right place, maybe in your face. And that's okay. Cause there are so many ways that others have said to me certain and specific things that I did not like at first, but then I realized, wow, that hurt, but it hurt so good. Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Right? Sometimes love don't feel like it should. Um, sometimes the love of God doesn't feel like it should because sometimes it's truth. And sometimes we need a big ounce and dose of the truth. So I hope that that was this for you. If it was for you, if you needed to hear it and open up, let the love of God be poured in by you opening up and confessing your sins so that you may be healed. I love you guys. And I'm praying for you. And I don't want to see you doing that thing. That's super vague. (laughs) Don't let the enemy get away. (sighs) Let the Lord make a way. I love you guys. That is it for today, and I will see you soon. Bye for now.